for Erin. I wish she was here hearing me because I I have you know eschewed all technical stuff. I finally um, I finally carried like a little flip top phone just in case of of auto emergencies. You know when you're traveling. I was doing a lot of a lot of car trips, and so I I finally succumbed to everybody pressuring me to just have a little phone for safety. Right. But uh, I do not email, I don't text. and and But this year, for the first time, I really am feeling a, a sense of deprivation. I've never felt that before. But when I see the, the beautiful photographs people are able to take and uh, the ease of texting, how it really doesn't inconvenience people as yeah. much as phoning does, um, it's, it's alluring. And the journalistic aspect, too, you never know. Yeah, you know when that UFO is opening its door to you, going, "Come on in," and you're like, "I gotta, I gotta get my house sitter to feed my cat." You know, <laughs> I can text her real quick before I hop on the spaceship. <laughs> exactly. So yes, thank you. So you're you're really like a huge beaming message from the that's universe. So there interesting. To, you know, and you're I a don't clue forward. Yes, that's and cool. that's how I experience my life as well. And I, it didn't occur wow. to me that I might be some kind of um, linchpin in a in a uh-huh. turning direction for you. And I forgot that you're completely wow. quote unquote off grid, right. which is so unheard of these days. It's... Yeah, you don't even do email. No, I. Erin was I, like, I don't she know writes paper to... letters, <laughs> or answers the phone at her home. Like that's it. And Erin, <laughs> bless her heart, like everyone that's hung on, um, you know, they're they're absolutely majestic in their patience and understanding because it's got to be a real pain in the ass to, you know, want to send a photo to your friend and and have to like you know, print wait till it, you see them or put a stamp know, on it. People, <laughs> but people, also that's a lost oh. art as is letter writing. Yeah. My sister used be, to write me letters. Oh. Um, we grew up in different households and she wrote me these yeah. amazing letters when I was little in all these different colored pens and, wow. and it was the best thing to receive the mail and be oh, so excited yes. about it and open yes. it and it's got stickers and confetti and right. So, I mean, oh, that's I think so it's cool. great that you're doing that. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. That, that's I try to nice. send post-its intentionally. Sure. I'm not post-its, uh, postcards. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, to, <laughs> liked, to get a little bit of... I liked post-its, yeah. too. I was like, wow, that's minimal. A post-it you know? postcard like, would be good. <laughs> I'm like, do you put it on a bush outside somebody's house? You know, hey that there. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Postcards are, are lovely. Yeah, or a letter. But, yeah, the hand sure. the handwritten, there's nothing that replaces that. Wow. That's very sweet. Well, you're you're both like encouraging me, and you're also you know to stay in my same little modus operandi. But you're also um, inspiring me to move a bit forward because it it would be a shame to have that sense of loss uh, when you really don't have to. There's so many things in this world that we have to miss out on because there's just no way, you know. Yeah. But if you can jump on board uh, why not yeah and my thing I mean I'm not a proponent towards um, social media or being too attached to your phone or texting and that I see it constantly be overused like I just ended uh, like mini romantic budding thing because 
the person really just wanted to have a relationship over snippets of text. And I was like, I refuse that. No way. That's, that's never going to do it. I'm not going to make room for that or conform myself or, you know, accept that. But I'm hearing more stories like that. Yeah. And it confounds me because you know, it's, there's nothing like the real thing. And we're, we're so fortunate to inhabit the space as bodies, yeah. as feeling beings, and to not want to spend as much time together physically uh, really sounds, you know. Yeah, weird. I think there's a way for you to ride that line because there is the beauty yeah. of the constant connection. And when I'm yeah. out traveling so much, oh yeah, it's so Doing lovely to feel art. connected to other people. Or like this morning, I called my friend in Costa Rica. One of my best friends, she's like my sister, oh, and I was like, yes. it just filled my heart just to have a couple moments on the phone with her. Oh, yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Friends are, are such a beautiful, amazing miracle in this life. Yeah. It's so cool. I feel like most of my close friends really just are my family. Yeah. They've, they're my too. adopted family. Me too. Yeah. Me too. That's so cool. <laughs> oh my God. I wonder if you have ever put up a map. I've never done this, but I just had this vision of like a map of the world and put little, little markers where all of the people that you consider. <clears throat> well, you know, maybe the people that when you think of them make you happy, like just make you light up put a little marker where they are well speaking of phones yes um i love my iphone i just have to admit it um i am not an android girl i don't understand i think i've been in the mac world for so long tell me your insights if one were to jump into this century well pertaining to that there's a cool thing that you can do in your text messages now where you can pin a person to the top where their image comes up as a circle and you have a picture of them and so all of the people not even that I text often that's typically what people do but the way I use it is it's almost like a mini family photo wall so every time I open my texts I see all of the people that love me and I'm if I'm ever feeling a little lost or whatever I just look and I'm like Oh, all these oh, people yeah. are loving me right now. How yeah. abundant am I? You know. Absolutely. So that's oh, kind I of an interesting that. thing that that's you, that map thing made me think of. Yeah, that's almost like jewelry. That's like armor, like little spiritual jewels. Right. Wow. Like talismans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting like really. So if you get a cell excited. phone, it's not a flip yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah. I, I suggest know. an iPhone. An iPhone. Okay. And at the same time, I have huge beef with smartphones, which is what all of these are called, which the convenience of being able to get, this is like a mini computer for me. It's very helpful with the work that I'm doing and with being on social media and checking in and responding. And since my purpose is to connect more with lots of people that I don't even know, right? Yeah. Yeah. And be available to that because this is, this, that's what I'm dedicated to now. I love that. But they also listen to you all the time. Sure. It's totally Big Brother 1984, all the rest of it. So <laughs> Sure, sure. But I don't have anything to hide, so I'm like... Exactly. That's what I think is I the could care less. aspect. If you want to GPS me out to uh, dry camp on BLM land, good luck. Right, right, right. I love that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful flow that your life has. That's excellent. Why, thank you. I think I've... Put some energy into building it into that. Yeah, conscious uh, decision and action and 
Yeah. And you're sure uh, Hank is good? Yeah, he's okay. perfect. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry I'm so paranoid living No, it's in okay. Desert. I was freaked like, out too. I, I literally just did this for the first time while we were in the restaurant parked in the parking area outside, and it totally worked. And I'm so glad I, I thought of it because... It's been a challenge. I didn't. In, I didn't know that I would be interviewing so many more people in in and new people. And yeah. even with Aaron, like our dogs didn't get along. So I put yeah. Hank in her backyard, <laughs> but he was he still heard us talking and he was oh, barking and then hard. Noche was barking Noche. and it was just you know I'm we laughing. tried walking them and they were just oh, at each other. No. They're both you know little right. alpha males protecting right. their females. So I am Noche's godmother. Oh. And, and so uh, let's just say. That um, Noche is living up to his previous naughtiness. He's yeah. he's got a reputation. Yeah, I've and heard. Aaron yeah. knows it, and yeah. you know, bless us all, everyone. <clears throat> we we all have you know one of those children. So, yeah, yeah. And they're doing their job right. And yeah. His dynamic with me definitely shifted when my um, ex male partner and yeah. I parted ways, and and he took yeah. a different role. You know, so oh, now yeah. he thinks he's. Big, big protector man, and that's yeah. totally relevant when we're out. I dry camp all over all the time, away from people, yeah. and he's Good doing his you. job protecting me. So. Oh, yes. Very road warrior. Yeah. you yeah. got to have that dog. Yeah. But Who's he, this? She's, she's uh, her name is Miss Mina Miel from Nahalat Shalom on the Rio Grande. Anyway, <laughs> that's her whole God, name? That's her whole name. One of her whole names. But She's a pretty little calico kitty. She doesn't uh, come to meet people, but she Hi. really likes you. She's yes. like, wow, you're I cool. I have a special thing with kitties. She's a good girl. She gave birth to three kittens in my bed and I woke up in time to see the births of two of the kittens Whoa. to watch them. Wow. Many That's years trust ago. that she did it next to you because they usually try oh. to hide away even if they're in a safe place. It was right? so beautiful. It was it was a really amazing experience. So I'm I'm awfully fond of this little sweetheart. Yeah, I love calicos. They're they're good babies. So, so, yes. Would you like to state for the listeners what is your name? Oh, sure. <laughs> no, this is this is how it rolls. Okay. Toby's okay. interview this morning. We okay. got through like an hour and a half of interview, and then I was like, "Do you want to tell people your name now?" Okay. <laughs> like oh, just, that's so he, funny. It just okay. and every interview is so different. I love it. So and I look forward to meeting flow. Toby. Yes. Aaron has told me wonderful things. Aaron just has such great friends. I know. Like, you know she's, she's such an amazing oh, connector. She's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Goddess Incarnata. Um, <laughs> so my name is Cynthia Cook. Mm-hmm. And describe our environment right now. Oh, wow. It's my weird little pad that is also my studio and uh, also kind of my gallery exhibition space. Um, and uh, I've lived here for 25 years. And um, oddly enough, I'm not deeply attached to this building and I'm kind of aware that I'd like to probably live rurally again um, so that's that's kind of where that's at yeah and so we're in the middle of Albuquerque New in Mexico in the middle of Albuquerque yes right next by the to, university yeah. and by CNM and kind of on your way to the airport yeah so 
So not little, rural. Yeah, not <laughs> so that's rural. why we exactly. have rural dreams. <laughs> yes, yes. Definitely. Have you you know Nicolas? I don't. Oh my I goodness, don't. Nicolas Herrera. Oh, of course I know yeah. Nicolas. God, sorry, the okay. enriched pronunciation. Yeah, I'm yes, trying to I, pronounce it correctly like he that, does. It, that was beautiful. <laughs> it's very cha-cha-cha. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nicolas, yes, of course. Oh, my So gosh. have you been up to his property in El Rito? I have never been to his property. Okay. And, you know, um, I, I just get the privilege of hanging out with Nicolas uh, for art events yeah. in Santa Fe usually. And Aaron, you know, he always... Uh, he and I always attend her openings at Blue Rain. Yes. So that's where I get to say hi to Nicholas. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I was just on his farm two nights ago. Nice. And if you want rural, go oh, up yeah. and hang out Super with Nicholas. I, I left with Rito. fresh eggs. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. don't you love that? I was petting goats and horses and dogs and cats. And yeah, yeah. it's all, it's gorgeous. And he has a little oh. river that runs through his oh. property. I mean, it is a dream. Gosh. That is, that's yeah. beautiful country. I love yeah. El Rito. Yeah, wow. that was my first discovery of it. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, what a cute little town. Yeah, totally cute. And we have, have some have you, friends that live there. What is that weird tower thing? I didn't I know. ask Nicolás. It's like I a know. UFO receiving station. I don't know right. what's happening there. A, and a sculpture and something A else. famous artist uh, built that, and I'm not sure what the name is. I, I, It comes and goes from my memory as to who that was, and I don't know if they still live there. Yeah, I'm sure I can look it up. But yeah, there are, you know, <clears throat> it's an artistic community, and like yeah. it's so so rich all of the communities yeah like, um heading between santa fe and taos yeah so numerous and all over the place everybody's yeah, an artist and amazing. they know how to live too yeah. on the land yeah, yeah that's not common is it oh, to have I don't both know. it seems common here but i haven't yeah. experienced that as much yeah yeah there's a, a lot of um Oh, a lot of uh, different people's ideas of, like, a good life, but oddly enough, the old-timers um, still keep a lot of traditions alive that the new kids coming up with technology are embracing. Like, yes. you know, just that knowledge of the land, knowledge of what will grow, what the seasons are doing, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so now with... Uh, better technology, you know, a lot of people are, are farming again that are in their 20s and 30s, yeah. but they still consult with great-grandpa about when to plant, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So, what are you super passionate about? Oh, God, what am I super passionate about? Um, oh... Well, you know, obviously, and it's such an open word, but uh, nature, earth, you know, of course, very worried. What the, what the hell are we going to do? You know, it seems like things are, things are really um, desperately dangerous for planet Earth. And um, so I've... You know, I've made my living using, uh, for 34 years, utilizing canned metal, like the metal that is from food cans, mm -hmm. to do metal work that enshrines uh, my artwork, uh, my collage work. 
And Mm -hmm. so I'm privileged to be able to, you know, meet a lot of other artists that use recycled materials and, you know, you kind of build upon each other's worlds and there's, there's a very rich community that kind of revolves around artistic creativity using recycled materials. Mm-hmm. And Aaron and I um, met on that plane, but also through old, old friends. Mm. And so we've been very complimentary. We're, we're kind of a terrible mutual admiration society, actually. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you ought to make t-shirts. We, I want to wear one. <laughs> we, oh, that's so sweet. It's so sweet. It's very helpful, and it's a lot of fun to like talk shop because our lifestyles are very similar in the yeah. way that we you know, make our artwork and the way we um, sell our artwork. And, and so she forth. literally has a shrine of like 15 of your talismans as she calls them honored in the doorway which is really special spiritually speaking that's like you know in many religions and cultures it's to ward off evil and to oh i love you know attract positive vibes and you know oh i'm so honored well i you know i just i love her she's one of the the dearest blessings ever in my life and so, yeah, you know, if I have any thrust to my mojo, um, <laughs> of course I would like it to emanate, you know, positivity for who comes into her her world. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I have to actually, you know, force myself sometimes to not comment um, with, with entities that might be part of her world because, you know, I'm such a protective friend. And mm. so I have to just, you know button my my uh, opinions sometimes <laughs> entities like friends or romantic partners oh or, well you know <laughs> every girlfriend you know, has a comment oh, yes, on a romantic yes partner. yes you know um the uh the the Erin is a gorgeous goddess and yeah. so she has a lot of suitors out there and <laughs> so I'm always like hoping that I get signals uh, from like her her tones of voice and her thoughts about someone that let me know that they're worthy of mm. her and and I've been known to speak up when I've thought they were subpar but yeah you know and isn't but that's her journey oh totally. I identify with that too, totally I'm sure my friends and or family will have had their opinions about people that I've been with in the past and like oh, oh he, we knew that wasn't going to work out or we knew he wasn't good enough for you or whatever right. it's like but right. that wasn't where I was there was something right. for me to learn and discover I mean, you right needed to learn it plus yeah. darn it we all bring out different aspects of yes. each other you know and sometimes there's even um kind of catalyst people yes and, you know it, it's mysterious yeah so yeah yeah um and i was just telling this i mean i've told this story and it's cool to hear yourself tell your stories right because you kind of keep processing it in different ways but my last yeah. big relationship was four years and he was my fiance and then we and I did a big life move and life change for that and then we ended and it was devastating for a while but I really I could like I couldn't have choreographed my life better at this point I needed to go through that in that way wow to learn about myself what I needed to yeah and wow. it's like on the flip side now, I am more happy and more content and more true 
to myself than I've ever been. Great. And I was like, well, if it took that as yeah. the catalyst to find myself clearly like this yeah. and build, you know, greatness yes. from there, then so be it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so exciting. Yeah. That's beautiful. Sometimes we get caught up and distracted oh, into distracted. thinking everything should be a happy lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Those aren't always the best teachers, though. No, they're not. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden, right? <laughs> Those <Yeah>. lyrics. <laughs> it's, it's so true. There's, yeah. you know, there's just um, a lot of tooth and and claw to life sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And wouldn't it be boring if it wasn't? Totally, <laughs> totally. I'd be bored personally. Me, me too. I don't like to play it me safe. Too. No, no, <clears throat> definitely not. So describe in more detail your work. Uh, you said that it's from recycled cans. You've been doing it for 34 years, specifically food cans, which is cool. I didn't know that part. Yeah. I just thought it was recycled metal. Yeah. And then describe what your what those are bordering. Okay. So I take a can and cut it open and make it flat like a piece of paper, and then I can pretty much cut any shape that I want in it by hand with curved scissors. Mm. And uh, then I chase the metal and that's a medieval technique where you're basically using a tool kind of like a screwdriver to to hit into the metal mm -hmm. and um, then I do repousse which is r-p-o-u-s-s-e repousse and mm. that's also a medieval technique and that's bumping out the metal so uh, la Francais repoussé actually means to hit again, to repoussé. Ah. And uh, so that's how you get dimension to the metal instead yeah. of it being flat. So, so those are the very elaborate kinds of frames, and um, they surround, they kind of enshrine uh, my one-of-a-kind collages, which are made of trash. And sometimes uh, they're kind of like shadow box constructions that can enshrine natural ephemera, um, like, oh, you know, strange seed pods, strange roots. Um, I take great pains to clean and preserve uh, appropriately any natural um, uh, ephemera so that it doesn't fall apart and mm. become like a weird science project. Mm. Yeah, like start molding and growing on its own yeah, again. Yeah. Kind of like flower pressing? Kind of, kind of. Okay. You know, I mean, there are elements of that. Cool. And yeah. yeah. What um, generally, like would you call it a landscape that you're creating in your, and you also use glass frames? Right. Oh, I do all kinds of things. There, you know, sometimes it's narrative and figurative imagery, but mm -hmm. sometimes I kind of kick it out and have just non-objective forms mm -hmm. that I explore. And so I'm all over the place with subject matter. And, and I do just jewelry as well. Great. So, and yeah. you're, yeah, so there's a ton of that here, which yeah. I hadn't seen that. And so that's beautiful. Yeah, that's pretty funny stuff. I'm, I feel like the Tupperware lady. Don't worry, I'm not. Um, 
not pushing my wares. Like, ah. oh, please. No, it's Nicole good because I didn't jar. see this part of your work before. <laughs> so this like gives me a, a lot more of an explanation. How long have you been doing the jewelry? Oh, well, I started out a silversmith and a goldsmith mm. when I was in high school. And I had my own little business called Baubles for Bohemians <laughs> and sold real quantities of handmade jewelry and then I went to Parsons School of Design in New York City to pursue my degree in studio art. Mm. And when I was um, at Parsons, I, I kind of tired of silversmithing and goldsmithing. And shortly thereafter, when I returned to the University of New Mexico to attain my degree, my BFA, I discovered can metal, and I never turned back. No more silver, gold, no more mined metals, not yes. even tin. Wow. Tin mines have all run out now, too, so it's a good thing. I never got attached. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you're using the last of the resources of that in existence. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. So um, I think I answered that question. I can't remember what the last question was. I don't know. I just love talking to you. <laughs> I love and talking And I'm just staring at your jewelry and all. Oh, oh it's fun. <laughs> and roses. The roses just exploded. Yeah. I have this kind of rose tree that I planted when I first moved in here. And it just exploded a couple wow. of days ago. So I brought some in for, for luck for our, our talk. Oh, very nice. Thank you for that. We don't need luck where we're going. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we make our luck. <laughs> That's right. That's so great. So do you have a business name? I do. Cynthia Cook Fine Art. And do you have a website? I don't. Since <laughs> I live in the dark ages, I don't. And friends have been very kind and even tried to set up like... Facebook pages for me and websites, and I have had to ask them to take everything down um, through the years because I don't know how to turn on a computer, and so I actually can't <laughs> check what people are trying to communicate to me, Yeah. and I don't want to bother people, I don't want to have an agent, any of that kind of intermediary yeah. stuff, so... I'm, I'm just, you know, in my own little analog world, and by some miracle, people really know how to reach me. Yeah. I've been told that people um, have just Googled Cynthia Cook, artist, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and they're able to reach me. I, I pick oh, up the cool. phone, and they're there. <laughs> the so. phone, listeners, the phone number that you find for <laughs> Cynthia Cook will be her home phone number. <laughs> As in That's landline, right. remember that? Right, no, right. kids? Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know yeah. how many... You are the first person that I know. Yeah. Especially as an artist, like, surviving completely off of their art. Right. That, Let alone anybody else that doesn't have computer, cell phone, social media. Yeah, I mean... I only do those things for my business. I yeah. got off personally years ago. But I I mean and I just admire it so much. Oh my. Well, and here you're admiring my iPhone, so I know. maybe we'll I, both move a little in the same I direction. I know that's so interesting. <laughs> yes, it's a continuum. And yeah. you know, it's a, I think for me, um, 
my my consumption of things in the material world is definitely driven by um, need or desire. And up until fairly recently, I just didn't desire a higher level of being, you know, connected and yeah. being accessible. And I I don't know. I've always I've always been um, kind of reticent to just be reached easily anyway yeah. I've always kind of dreaded the telephone ringing and stuff I'm kind of um, introverted that way yeah so yeah I know I totally get that I feel a lot of the time that now it requires me to have really firm boundaries with my phone sure. in order to not feel harassed by oh, it or yeah, get yeah. anxiety anticipating when someone is going to expect me to respond to them just oh, because they've yeah. called or texted like now right. there's this Right. People know that you're mostly online all the time and seeing yeah. it, and then there's this expectation. I'm like, whoa, 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 when did right. that happen? Right, no. Like, I used exactly. to call my parents on a payphone after school and then, like, see you at dark. Right. <laughs> like, you don't know where I am. <laughs> exactly, and yeah. that adds to the joy of living, to, yes. to be kind of evanescent Disconnected. like that. And that's why well, at Dry Camp also, most of the places I go, oh, there's I no option that. for connection. So right. here, the cell phone has no service, and I'm like, yes. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I But why do I have to drive out on some dirt road somewhere? It's like I'm making, you know, so much of an effort to turn my phone off naturally when I could just turn it off. Right, <laughs> right. I, I understand. There's guilt. Well, it's a, it's a whole little atmosphere around your consciousness. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you need that extra padding. Yeah. So. And oh, it's a, a funny, like, catch-22 because we want to be needed. We want people to contact us. We want to feel loved and connected and all of that that we get uh, from that, that payoff. Right. We do. No, I'm teasing you. No, we do. Yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, yeah, you like getting phone calls occasionally, myself. and you love sure. getting letters. I mean, that's yeah. great. But it's more on your terms, which right. is great. Right, right. And, and that is great, because I think all of us do not want to ever be with anybody who doesn't truly want to be present with us. Yeah. And so whatever makes it, uh, whatever facilitates that, you know, that joining, that meeting, when you're both eager to be there, present for each other. Yeah, and you're making That's a really cool. good point. What's occurring to me right now is it's too easy to have, like I'm thinking back to that like silly text romance. It's like it's too oh. easy to have little dribbles of stuff, but there's no real commitment to making an effort to be with that person or get to oh, know them yeah. in a more in-depth way. And so it's nice to set up a barrier and a boundary that's like, if you're really yeah. committed to this like I am, yeah, let's go. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the other thing is like, even though I have ascertained that texts are, um, you know, very spontaneous and so forth, I still feel that the lack of hearing the tone of your voice and the nuances of your voice um, provide people with too much ability to edit and to misconstrue what comes up in the text. Ah, uh, yes. And, and that would really be kind of an intimacy demolisher, yes. too, because you need that backstory of what's in the voice that can't be just in cold print. Yes. And the woman that I met with um, that I spoke to you about just before I yeah. came here. Yeah, Rio Rancho. 
Yes, she was saying, oh, have you considered doing your interviews over Zoom, you know, remote? Oh, yeah. And I said, you know what? <clears throat> My, I know that would make things easier, and I would get more interviews, but I personally feel for myself, I know that it's so special to have this it's closeness, fun. this in-person and like you said, all of the intonations of the voice, the nuances, the facial expressions, the whatever it is, saying hi to the cat. I mean, that doesn't happen on Zoom typically, right? right. Or like whatever other right. life stories are going on, which is why I capture those things in the interview, like the dog and my car and the cat and whatever <laughs> else is going on in life. This is what we deal with all the time. Right. Like these are the sounds and the events and the things that we're responding to. And I don't want to try to take those out and perfect it and quiet it. It's like, this right. is, this is real life. Right. You know? And a lot of times yeah. it's overwhelming. We're like, ah, sensory overload. There's a lot going on, you know, and that's sure. without social media. Right. <laughs> that's us just right. sitting here in a house. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it's all very rich. It is like a tapestry. Yes. Of sounds. And yeah. Sensations. Yeah, totally. Cool. And, and we have these even subconscious reactions like, when I hear the dog bark or I hear my car go on, I'm thinking, oh, Hank's good. He's being air-conditioned and your dog is guarding us. And, you know, like all of the other, yeah. like, secondary and, you know, yeah. other thoughts that are part of that story that our mind, you know, because of stereotypes that we we have as humans to understand yeah. situations. Yes. I also think you're very psychic because every time yeah. the car turns on, I'm, like, relieved for Hank, too. I'm like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's good. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and I'm also like, oh, hmm, I goodness. wonder if Toby's found that catalytic converter yet. I know, I know. You're like, it's just a matter yeah. of time, but it's. I feel relieved that that's going to be oh. resolved because I'm oh, like, yes. yeah, anyway, just <clears throat> one of the many little details of life and, yeah. okay, so, you know, challenges, I don't even call them problems, but challenges arise. And so you're like, okay, yeah. I need to respond to this. So is what priority level is this? And I wasn't willing to sacrifice this trip and the interviews and the value of that is like everything to me right now. And so I was like, that's going to have to wait, you cool. know? Yeah. That, that's, and that's how really we're good. here today listening to my straight pipe. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I think that's beautiful. That's the mark of the artist that you weren't going to let any kind of um, chicanery by little, uh, what would they be, like little Little gnomes. gnomes. Yes, <laughs> I was going to get You know, I mean, I swear, when you read, like, medieval tales and all the stuff that, that happens, like all the little tricksies and, yeah. and problems, it it is that kind of ancient... Um, force of just chaos run yeah. amok yeah. that is like the bastard that stole your catalytic converter. Yeah. It's that same kind of thing. And I love it too because here I am, who was I talking to? Uh, probably Nicolas that I was saying, well, you know, I just feel like I donated that catalytic converter to a family in need, to someone who wow. needed it more than me. And he's like, those people are buying meth right now. Oh, my God. I was God. like, oh, God. I know. I thought they were I, feeding their children. Oh, wow. Well. That would be funny to do, like, to, like a split screen yes. of, like, your very sweet, yeah. um, sweet humanistic uh, yeah. hope for where that catalytic Optimistic, hopeful belief like, in humanity. I, I hear you. But I also, you. isn't that 
us choosing our perspective in every moment. And sure, I could be angry about some meth head who I don't want to give my catalytic converter to his need. Or I can, you know, choose to be like, like, truly, I do feel that the universe gifted that to someone that needed it more than me. End of story. I know what you mean. I know and I'm okay with mean. that. And that lets me release it. And I don't need yeah. to spend the energy on being angry at someone for whatever they needed to do. That really has nothing to do with me. I'm going to deal with the problem on my end of things. And I yeah. also, like, I'm very low on resources, but I clearly have many more resources than a lot of people. So it's like, right. where do I see myself in that? Right. I hear you. Yeah. And that's, that's a Yay. beautiful place to be in. Another Hi. guest. There's my sweetheart. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't no, have to sneak by. Welcome. Kate, this is Sage. Hi. Sage Kate. Kate. Nice to meet you. Cool name. <laughs> Come on in, sweetheart. Well, um... This Everyone, is... Cade, the boyfriend, just came home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Marking horse stalls today. Oh you were marking my God! Horse were stalls? you really? He's an accountant, and they had a community service day today. For I know. I was like, how does accounting go? <laughs> corporation that he's um, he's employed by, and so did they seriously have you marking horse stalls? Yeah. So behind that, Tamaya. Tamaya. Tamaya Resort. Uh-huh. Have a Refuge. Wow, I didn't know that. This is between here and Santa That's Fe. really cool. Yeah, it's refuge. owned by um, one of the Pueblos, Tamaya Resort and Spa, and that's where they did their community service as a giant corporation giving back to the community. Very so I cool. didn't know they have a horse refuge. And you know horses, so was it at all fun to be mucking a yeah. stall? Yeah. <laughs> mucking means cleaning poop? Yeah. Evidently. Okay, I, I wasn't familiar with I mucking. I do not know, um, I don't know about horses. I'm, I'm really passionate about, about animals, yeah. and I consider myself lucky to have not grown up with horses. <laughs> because I would have become so obsessed. Yeah. I would have been. We all have friends that are What's just. What's that? Do you want coffee? Would you like some coffee? You know what? I cannot because I will oh. be up until 3 a.m. Okay. Yeah, but thank you for gotcha. thinking of me. Hey, you know, sweetie, it's already ready to roll for one cup. I filled it for one cup. Sure, what a darling. thoughtful girlfriend. Oh my goodness! Well, <laughs> I try. I do. Yes, yes, we we give it our best shot, right? Yeah. Me, myself, and I. Yeah. Are you a Scorpio? No, no. everyone asks me that. Oh, I bet. I'm an Aquarian. Like, oh God, that's so great. Good for you. I love Aquarians. <laughs> oh, lucky me. Yes. No. I love how you're like that's so great. I'm like, well, I didn't really supposedly have a choice but <laughs> right maybe oh, i didn't no, choose that that's very cool what are you i'm pisces mm. and you know this is just uh i'm good with pisces you're aquarian good with pisces yeah yeah that that's cool that's yeah. cool i love aquarians and in vedic astrology now this might just be gossip from the <laughs> the, the vedic uh you know hinterlands but supposedly you are 
what the sun sign previous to you is in Vedic astrology. Interesting. So you well, that would be Capricorn. Capricorn, which I'll is feel what very Capricorn. Aaron is. Aaron's oh, interesting. Sun. I know, and I would be Aquarius, and I like that. But I, and I then like there's the all Aquarians the, like, to be Aquarius with me. Moons. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. A world of Aquarians. <laughs> yeah, do you know your rising and your moon? Yeah, your, your I, I forget off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, shoot, I forget. I even yeah. have like a chart in my computer that I yeah. read on Cafe Astrology a while ago. That's cool. When I was doing like... A love signs comparison Ooh, with the sky well. in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't That's totally good. believe in, but my girlfriend's like, do it. Oh, and sure. then, of course, I was like, oh, this is us completely. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. I think, you know, I've always, for some reason, believed in the language of astrology. I am not a technical practitioner. Like, I can't, you know... Well, obviously, I can't turn on a computer, and that's, that's how <laughs> most everybody is doing the, the reads these days. But, but you know, the subtleties and the little coinky-dinkies that I do notice about astrology through the years have built up, and there's a nice little strata of um, awareness. Yeah. You know? There's comfort. definitely too many likenesses for it to be yeah, not believable. Just, right, right. I think it just got a bad name of being too quirky or something, but it's like if we just try to read it from our heart. (laughs) Disco years, man. Disco years did it. (laughs) I love it. Oh, my goodness. Cade, we'll we'll explain the sound outside after because we've already done it for all of the listeners. Yeah, it's got a backstory. Basically, it's... It's, uh, Someone stole my catalytic converter, so I have a straight pipe. I'm sourcing a catalytic right now, but I have my dog in the air conditioning in the car so that we can do this without him. He was just very exploratory and curious. So, hence, and I have a hybrid, so it turns on and off between the battery and the gas engine, and it just sounds like a Harley, basically. So, <laughs> Sage has figured it out. Yeah, I learned how to hack it with my two key fobs. I can keep the car on, the engine on, so that the air conditioning stays on, and then I lock it manually with the other fob outside, and I'm like, this works. The dog is safe. The dog is cool. Do you feel like checking on the Mommy dog can just work. through the window? Would it be okay? <laughs> no. Paranoid. I just and tested it. Someone was in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is my better half. Hank is like smoking a cigar, <laughs> you know. Totally chilled out, like his balls out. <laughs> <Right>. like... <laughs> he would be if he He's could. He's a really if cute dog. That's what I told you. No, he'll be, he'll be crazy hyper, running around all over the place. It's too distracting for she's me. Mommy a, has to work. Yeah, she's got her, <laughs> her modus operandi yeah, for I've, how to Believe me, this. I've been through a number of houses the last couple of days, and a couple of times he's been, like, do you know Cecile? No, I okay. don't know Cecile. So, in, in, anyway, he's been in backyards, and he's just so, like, separation anxiety attachment disorder Uh, right now because we travel together and we camp together so he's like where's my mom and he'll literally the glass door will be in between us and he'll be like you know like whining I'm like I'm right here we can't just be attached at the hip yeah yeah I understand (laughs) yeah it's it's okay for a little bit of you know that's so codependency. <laughs> and then You're the minute smooth. I get it out there, I'm going to be like, 
snuggle mommy. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like that. On my oh, exactly. He's your little sweetie. No, he gets me, yeah, he's my snuggle bunny all night. Keeps how, me warm. How long have you guys known each other? I have had Hank for three and a half years. That's good. Yeah. That's a good time. Yeah. I need a hawk, Hank. Oh, yeah. He, he a hawk. Hank's a hawk? a hawk and nursed it back to health named Whoa. Hank. Whoa. Yeah. Did you get it to, like, rest on your arm and everything? Like, with the leather cuff? No, that was the problem. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> his talents weren't grabbing. He wasn't able to stand on his legs. Oh. Um, I think he got electrocuted on the power lines. Oh, my gosh. And so, um, you know, I brought him home and was feeding him beef and keeping him in a certain room in this giant house that I had. And, um, you know, every day I would, I would hold his wings down and I'd let him grab onto my fingers with his talons and I would just work his legs. And about a month into doing that, he started running across the room. And Aww. before you know it, he was running and taking flight across this room, which was a big room, but not big enough to fly in. Yeah. And so after that, I brought him to the Santa Fe Raptor Center and left him with them. And he got rehabilitated the rest of the way, and mm-hmm. then they eventually a set him Cooper's free. Hawk. Yeah. Wow, cool. So. That's neat. Most people don't get that close with hawks. Yeah. Kate has a way with animals. Like I, I know, you know, one hears that a lot of, a lot of times, especially like in Harlequin romances or something. <laughs> Kate has a way with animals, but foxes. he really, he really does. Ooh, He's, foxes. Yes, and and I get to be kind of the recipient. I'm in the limelight, afterglow to watch his effect with animals yeah. through time, and it's it's been really pleasurable. They brought me a chicken. Yes, some foxes. Cade uh, lived rurally um, some of his life, and uh, a few years ago there were some foxes nearby that befriended him, and they brought him a chicken, a family of foxes that he watched kind of grow from one to two, mama and daddy, and then they had babies. Whoa. And they brought him a chicken, a dead chicken, just like laid it at his doorstep. Wow. Is that so precious? So that that's one of many examples of, wow. um, uh-huh. you know, just we have a, recognition. A kitty, and she was a feral cat, and she would bring me lizards, mice. The biggest thing was a chipmunk. Well, yeah. yeah. She would just, like, had all these dead animals on the back porch. <laughs> a little collage of it. Yeah. <laughs> Car- Carcass painted. collage. God. <laughs> yes, yes, paying the rent. <laughs> Okay. Would you like Kate to state his whole name? Because he's he's an artist too. Well, I'm gonna inter- I'm gonna finish your interview okay. first. Okay. Wow. And, right. <laughs> Are you trying to get out of this? I know. I'm like. You're like I, liked, I don't want to be available by focus to shift. You know. I liked that. It was like. No. Well, this has been very delightful. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like I'm on question three. Nice chance. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> nice try. <Yeah. laughs> Fat chance. Nice try. Okay, so do you feel compelled to share your art with the world? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And since I was four years old, I knew I would be an artist, and I knew I would make my living and survive mm. with my art since I was teeny tiny. And well, Never any doubt. And, you know, times have, uh, there have been many, many times in my life where I was living really hand to mouth, and I am not scared that that could happen again. Um, I know that I can do it, and yeah. I know that I can do the, you know, the peaks and the valleys, but it's been, you know, really, really great the past few years in spite of, you know, shoot, we we had, um, I'm ripping off Joe Biden from the press um, roast last night, but yeah, we had a horrible plague for four years, and then there was COVID. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so... Yeah, in spite of the political climate, the arts are alive and well. And, yeah. And I'm, you know, enjoying an ease of a nice rhythm where it's not so feast and famine. Yes, good. Yeah, that's nice to hear. Yeah. So I love sharing my artwork. And, you know, there are conceptual artists that claim that they do not want to connect with other people, that it's some kind of fabulous, cathartic you know, masturbatory thrill session. <laughs> and I I don't really um, buy that. I, I really think that they're missing out because to, to connect and ease other people's loads a little bit with uh, sharing, if nothing else, you're showing them a commonality. Yeah. And I think that the arts are almost like a time capsule of artists sharing through the the ages, yeah. from the cave paintings, from tattoo art, sharing what is really primal and important. And yeah. it, it is comforting to know that, you know, they wanted it to rain 4,000 years ago and we're wanting it to rain today. Yeah. yeah. Same as it ever was. But yes. Yeah. I love that you answer in lyrics. Oh, <clears throat> wow. Thank you. You answer a couple of things in song lyrics. It's oh, great. Oh, I love music. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> a new Thank language. You. Thank you. And how did you end up in Albuquerque? I was born here mm. and just about a mile from where we're at right now. <clears throat> and uh, with the exception of the three years that I lived in Manhattan when I was going to art school, I've lived in Albuquerque, and weekends occasionally rurally with Cade up north where the foxes are, and um, I really loved those rural weekends. Yeah. I hope to do that again someday. The best of both worlds, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's funny. I just spoke with some friends today um, who bought... Uh, a place in Alcalde they're closing and Alcalde is kind of between Santa Fe and Taos and okay. it's along the Rio Grande River Katie and Ross and they're going to keep their they're in a, a sweet position right now to be able to keep their really beautiful little home that was um, I think originally built in the 1920s and they restored the electricity and the plumbing to modern standards but decorated and enhanced it according to its original history. I love that. And that's that's downtown here in Albuquerque and so they're gonna have the country mouse and the city mouse lifestyles. Very good. And I I am so happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so you can be just fun. Take a little jaunt up to their cabin occasionally. Exactly. Get your rural life. Yeah, yeah. Have those foxes over and 
cook up a chicken or something. <laughs> yeah. <Poor> chickens. <laughs> chickens are like, no. <laughs> yeah, someone's someone was missing their chicken. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you know whose chicken it was? Mm-hmm. So next door to us was a treatment center called Hoi. Yeah, like a recovery, and addiction recovery oh. kind of center. They have uh, livestock, chickens, roosters, I've heard. Oh. The peacocks over there. Oh. It was a beautiful place, yeah. Uh, and yeah. so I, I can imagine that's where the chicken came from. They, yeah. They have open gates, so okay. people can walk in. And, uh, there was one afternoon she came up and they let their sheep and goats out. Yeah, they just let them run across the way into Cade's area, Cade's land, mm. and I'm driving up for the weekend. And it was, oddly enough, Easter weekend, and I'm surrounded by these sheep and goats, like just surrounded, and uh, spring had sprung and everything. But I was all panicked because the interstate highway was like, not the interstate, but the the closest freeway was just a little ways from there. And I was like, oh my God, the sheep, the, you know, somebody's got to rein them in. Yeah. So I became <laughs> so obsessed with like, we've got to help the sheep and the oh goats get back. But, and, and I really regret it because I totally missed the wonderment of yeah. just going, oh, look at all the sheep and the goats. They I know, just fine. seeing they, a city woman running like a uh, chicken like, with her head cut oh off outside God. of her car <laughs> by herself trying right. to corral. Yes. And it was Hilarious. so funny because they say that, you know, sheep follow each other. All it took was one that turned and headed back to the original homestead. Yeah. And of course, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Well, Cave came and just kind of yelled at them man style, and one sheep turned, and the other all just followed, and they were fine. (laughs) (laughs) All of my duress and... Cave, be honest. Did you just leave her out there for a little bit watching it just to... (laughs) Before you did that, yeah, yeah. I love to come, and, you know, I like to meet her in the driveway, and... She comes and she's frantic and she's out and oh my god and I'm still smoking my cigarette, smiling, walking over. You're like, yeah. babe, take a shot, you decompress know, from the city. Like thirty of them. Rural man, I I I'm love city that girl. I didn't know what the hell was going on, but you know, it's addictive. The, yeah. The rural lifestyle. I would have loved to Definitely. have grown up a little more rural, but yeah. I'm choosing it in my. That, yeah, dry life. camping, my God, you, you have the best of every world. Yeah, it's great. Oh, I can only imagine some of the the sights and sounds and, you know, having mm-hmm. your buddy with you. Mm-hmm. and That's so beautiful. And I just appreciating nature and the silence of that yeah. in, a, in an interesting way, the same way that you would prefer to not have a lot of contact. Right. I can. I'm choosing to be out away from people, but with nature, I feel totally at home and yes. totally, you know, comforted and. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm finding a balance because I also go full on with interviews, and I get I feed off of these so much. I get so excited about them. Sure. And then it's a good balance to like go and reconnect and kind of recenter and be like, okay, where's Sage at now that she's like touched in with all of these other energies. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I did not know how to do that when I was younger. I've definitely always had this intuitive, very sponge, very 
feeling empathetic nature, uh-huh. but it used to be very overwhelming because I didn't know how to control sure. the flow of it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And there's so much going on. I, I totally, totally get that. Yeah. I relate. Yeah, I, I, I get relate. that you do. <laughs> wow. No, that's great. That's beautiful. You're processing so much. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah evolved a lot this last year, especially. I mean, everything is a journey, right? It's yeah. the whole... We look back and we're like, oh, I see how this was related to now. And I yes. just don't see it in the moment. Yes, yes. That darn moment. The I was just thinking that actually driving from Santa Fe to Albuquerque and being like, oh, there are things happening in my life right now that I'm going to look back on and say, oh, I see where that was a part of the building block of the next thing. And Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, you're, you're so... Um, you're so quietly courageous and there's like a, a very hushed power about that Ooh, that is Meow. the biggest compliment I could ever <laughs> receive because I have been intentionally working on graceful boundaries yeah and You're something along the lines of like the most the strongest people the most like how do I want to say like effective in a way are actually the most quiet. Like they can shut a room up by saying nothing. That's what I'm going for. And As you I keep just, quiet here, I'm like, now I, you're the first person that said that to me. That's the hugest compliment. Well, good. Now I have it on recording, and I can play it back over and yeah. over again. And, and I have no reason to, you know, no reason to uh, compliment you. I'm just telling the truth as I read it. Yeah, no, I, and that's why I take that to heart because right I on. know that that's from your heart. I know yep. that, yeah, that's yep. a genuine expression. It's it's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> Golly, Erin told me, oh my God, she said Sage is the coolest. <laughs> She said, you are just going to love her. So, Aww. you know, Aaron and I, uh, we, she, we try to, we try to kind of turn each other on to all the best things that we can share Wonderful. with each other as friends do. You yeah. Know? And, and I've got to say, Aaron is just always spot on about positive experiences. Yeah. She's never led me down a path that wasn't just beautiful. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yesterday I interviewed Jeff Haas. Oh, yeah. And Marielle wow. Nanasi. Yeah. And so I interviewed Marielle first, wow. and I wow. met them for the first time coming to their house. And so, Whoa. listeners, you'll know this, but these are two attorneys, okay, just to be clear. Yeah. The, the kind of people they are in, in one part of their life. So intimidating yes. a little yes. bit, right? Yes, yes. So I interview Marielle first, and we're I literally just getting to know each other. And yeah. she is sitting there with her yellow lined note sheet you know like as if she's gonna take I've never had someone do that I'm like oh this is a business meeting I'm like you know straightening my tie or whatever it's like what what am I gonna expect we're in an office it's kind of serious you know and and then I do what I do and we connect and we have this amazing time and I didn't really realize until we walked out and it was Jeff's turn she's like okay your turn so we do separately and she says to Jeff oh this is going to be amazing for you. She's like, this is like, she's like, this was like, what did she say? It wasn't, she didn't say it was a, it was a therapy session, but she was like, this is, oh, she said, this is more about revealing yourself to you 
than an interview. And I was like, so taken aback and complimented. And I was like, here's this attorney saying this to her attorney husband. I'm like, this just blows my mind. And I really respect and know both of them. And I think as usual, uh, Marielle put it absolutely perfectly, you know. Yeah. But it's cool to hear that feedback because it's hard to see ourselves sometimes until someone gives us that reflection and we're like, oh, I am being that way. Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, yeah. So thank you. You're on. But yeah, that reminded me of that. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I tell people this is, don't be nervous about this being a quote unquote interview. Like that word makes people a little bit nervous. It's just like... We're hanging out, getting to know each other, and Toby last night was like, oh, I want to check out your podcast website, and, you know, in preparation for the interview tomorrow, and I was like, I prefer it if we don't know a lot about each other. Oh, yeah. Like, there's plenty of stuff about both of us on the internet, right? But that's all the stuff that's in boxes. Like, I want us to have an organic, genuine exchange that is a, like, once-in-a-lifetime occurrence of, like... How much coffee have you had? You know, like what, what's going on in your family life? And then we meet together in whatever conditions those are. And we're here present together. And we're an expression of those nuances that can never happen the same way. That's fabulous. And that's also like um, such a pure kind of archivist um, approach to, to documenting reality. Mm. Mm, Yeah. So. It's beautiful. That's why I really mostly call it an anthropological study. Oh, how cool. Yes. I really just love people. described. Yeah. I feel that. And I feel like, you know, in the future, like the same... Oh, thank you. The same way that we now look at cave drawings of, you know... um, rain rain dances and praying for rain and all of that it's like maybe in the future future there will be this archive of you know audio files that we'll be able to hear about the lives of people in 2022 yeah. that's right that's right and have you ever heard of um, thank you so much Claire audio Claire Audio. Claire like, Audio? People normally have heard about clairvoyance. Mm. Claire Audio is when you hear sounds that are not something people around you can hear. And so the most common thing that I've found people to express a familiarity with is when they've heard their name spoken right nearby to where they respond, but there's nobody there. Mm. Have you ever had that happen? No, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, that's happened to me a few times, and that's how I ended up finding out that there's clear audio. Yeah. And, you know, because friends of mine that were uh, kind of very well-versed in cultish phenomenon told me, oh, what you experience is called clear audio. So, you know, there is a whole other realm that exists only I definitely in, believe that. in audio. You should form. tell her the story about it. Hi. Oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so when, when Kate and I were first dating, he was house-sitting for his mother in Santa Fe. She was out of town, and I was just getting to know the house and just getting to know Cade. And so he was coming and going from the building, bringing in groceries or something. And was, I, I was getting ready for work. You were getting ready for work. Is that, and so I thought I was alone. 
and I heard this eerie little voice go Hi. from the hallway. And so when he came in from having a cigarette outside, he came in and I was like white. <laughs> and I said to him, Cade, um, I don't want to be an alarmist, but I, I think that there's like a, a strange little ghost in the house. And pretty soon he starts laughing like he's doing right now, snickering. And it turned out it was him going, like that. Trying to mess with you? Yes, trying to mess Wait, with Wait, did you know about her Claire audio? No. No. It, oh my gosh, even more. It, it was just, you know, like, I wanted to know I was there. I wasn't. Uh, no, he wasn't trying to. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, but with my. Oh, oh, yeah, that was a whole nother level for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I'm tapping into the. Now I'm thoroughly jaded with all of those kinds of hijinks. Now a ghost could hit me over the head with a frying pan, and I would be like, oh, yeah, there's that ghost. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Cade, cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh, buddy. Mm. Isn't that funny that people have no idea the meanings of things to us and that I don't want to yes. trigger not in a bad way, not in a bad word way, but yeah. that we can be triggered by things that have so much more meaning to us that mean nothing to someone else. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> Was, and you're uh, there trying to be like the the like new you know you're getting to know someone you're trying to be the cute oh, new girlfriend oh, yes. you're like I don't want to be alarmist you don't want to seem like a total freak. <laughs> Kate seems pretty easygoing. There yes, a, yes, thank God. I was God. A, a nurse's aide in this retirement home, and there was this <clears throat> little lady thinning hair. She always sat in her lazy boy chair. And in the middle of the night, you know, we go room to room checking on everybody. And in the middle of the night, I went into her room. She was in bed. The room's dark. And uh, towards the bathroom, I'm seeing something move across the floor like a shadow. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, what the? And I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, like just seeing things, scariest things. Take care of the lady, but I'm still seeing it, just kind of like oh. up and down and moving towards the bathroom even more. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I have chills right now. You know, just freaking totally. out. And, totally. and so I'm following the shadow, and it's moving away from me, and I'm like freaking out myself. I'm like, what the hell is that? And turn on the light and there was a balloon you know, <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Amazing. moving around with the air isn't that like right. such a child thing to do too like just oh. to get creeped out about any little thing and it's like there, here we are as adults and we're uh -huh. still just as creeped out by this little <laughs> oh a balloon how do you feel about this balloon this <laughs> <laughs> just appeared the other That's day his, Trigger now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Police are a trip. Well, which personality traits of yours do you think have helped and hindered you? Oh, God. Okay. Well, <laughs> trying to keep it brief. Um, an appreciation of brevity has has helped me, definitely. Um, no, you know empathy, compassion, especially for animals or, or creatures that can't communicate, uh, 
I took care of my father um, in his in his final years in his 80s, and uh, you know, at, at different points he did not know how to come in from the cold or the heat. He had Alzheimer's and mm. mobility issues, and so it really sharpened my awareness of how much we take for granted about very common um, sensibilities that we're given. <clears throat> so that kind of empathy and compassion is is wonderful uh, if you can be helpful, but it's it's very hard if um, you know if if there's some kind of uh, problem and and you know you can't you can't be effective about it for whatever reason if somebody isn't you know on board with taking proper care of you know their their elderly person or their little baby or their cat or their horse or whatever um, you know it's it's tough but I have learned pretty early on that I've got to keep my love alive keep my body alive and, and healthy and happy in order to be there to potentially make a difference when something that can't speak for itself is needing help Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a daily, daily struggle. So I think that's the, the main thing, compassion, you know, our hearts. Mm-hmm. To not get completely overwhelmed in the yeah. sympathy, empathy, compassion to where you are, you're yeah. no longer operating in your own life. You're just fully focused on caring for the other. Yeah. To balance the it, two. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, without us taking care of ourselves we can't take care of others exactly and and gosh darn it you gotta even have fun you know? yeah have, have <laughs> Laugh fun. a little <laughs> it's exactly it's uh it's it's extending the blight of of the troubles of the world if you don't revel in your your presence here on earth in this beautiful temple that is our body however you know flawed it is or you know aging is not fun i'm 58 and you know it's just the beginning of kind of realizing that the body wants to go back to the earth like this adobe homes what the body wants to go back to the earth while your mind is like i want to jump off of that mountain yeah that'll be fun yeah yeah exactly (laughs) the mind of a 15 year old yeah yeah yes I very much feel an interesting return to youth in my life, and I wonder oh, if that is kind of what happens almost at a half mark. Like you yeah. said, the mind gets super excited and almost gets younger and more playful and more carefree again while having yes. all of the knowledge and wisdom of the life's experiences. Yes, I think so. And then, of course, like then you have to stretch every morning too. Right, right, just to function. (laughs) Right, right. All at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you look phenomenal for 58. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Well, I'll take off that mask now. No, I see you. (laughs) Thank you. As you are. Sweet of you. And I also um, love growing older. Like, I appreciate the lines that I have earned. And yes. You know, and my body was neglected and invincible for many years, and I 
just wow. like the sound of the car that makes me present to its needs. It's like my body didn't make me need to pay attention to it, and so I didn't. And right. so now I can appreciate that it's like, hey, right. you're going to need to maintain this a little bit, change the oil regularly. Right. <laughs> that's well stated. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that That's beautiful. I also had um, a similar situation with my dad. Oh, the way that I got goodness. his car, yes. the Prius, is um, a couple of years ago... He's a Vietnam vet, and wow. he's operated on his own quite well, but he does have a mental disability, so like anxiety, PTSD stuff. Yes. But he was able to live on his own forever until he wasn't, and I think like a oh. paranoia took over, but also he had an undiagnosed UTI, oh, which wow. you know leads to hysteria. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's very common, which is what I learned. So yes, yes. They they didn't know that, and because he's a Vietnam vet, he, they 5150'd him. So it turned in, and he was in Northern California, and I was working full time in Southern California. Oh, and wow. unfortunately, because he's a little bit of a challenging individual, yeah, none of the rest of the family wanted anything to do with it. Not my I siblings, understand. not his. Yeah, his siblings. Yeah, it was a lot. And oh I was like, well, gosh. yeah, but this is my dad. You know, at the end of the day, this is still my dad. So, um, wow. anyway, long story short, it turned into I essentially had to go rescue him from um, a veterans hospital, the psych oh. ward of a veterans hospital. They wouldn't release him until I came and got him. Oh, and yeah. and I chose to move him into a senior living home a couple blocks from my house so that even though I was working full-time, I could be there. And wow. He's been there for a number of years. He's great. He loves it. He's like the head of the wow. book club. He's thriving. He's got friends, and he's he's got three wonderful chef-prepared meals a day, and That's he's in so sunny SoCal, and, and he thanks me for that. And even though still he is one of the number one people that I have to learn to set boundaries with. He's one of sure. my biggest teachers and definitely related to how I interact with other men and setting boundaries with them. Yeah. Still, there that was a special thing where I, I knew it was time to show up for him and and kind of set him in a little bit of a nest again, you know, yes. so that he could just have less considerations oh. about survival and then, you know, get back into the socializing and all that. So bless I your feel heart. you, well, bless oh, your heart for well, dementias and Alzheimer's. Is, oof. No, you know, it's, it's, it's just not easy um, until, until you make it your business to take it on. Yeah. And then, then it becomes like something that you're never going to be afraid of again, right? That's exactly that, how I felt. And, and it doesn't seem like that big of a deal yes. when you look back on it. But in those moments when yeah. you're stealing yourself up to, you know, be responsible to help. Yeah. It's a, it's, it can be very terrifying. It's like when Good it's the conceptual you. stage, right? right. You're like, can I take this on? And right. then I go into like business mode and I'm in like super compartmentalization, like A, B, C, D, one, two, three, let's get these well, things done. Very courageous. And then you go into like, oh, well, what else can I take on? Right? Like you see, like, right. <laughs> you just right. step exactly. up to such a crisis or whatever you want to call it. And it's like, oh, okay, we did that. Well, well, you're like warrior healer. 
kind of a goddessy person, aren't you? Well, aren't you aren't too? <laughs> Doesn't it take one to know one? Oh, no. Now we can become a Saturday Night Live skit and be all like obnoxious. Well, yeah. actually, now I, I, I'm going to um, put myself in the club with you and Aaron. What did you oh, call it? The, 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 well, you're, I think you've got warrior healer, goddess. Oh, the mutual admiration. Mutual society. admiration. Well, society. we can be a clandestine. You know, little Paco goddesses, right? <laughs> I that, like mutual admiration society. It's it's a nice, you know, it's a nice uh, thing. Like, yeah, like why not that you hang out with people that inspire you, and you have the amazing good luck and good fortune that that's kind of bouncing off in in mutual directions. Yeah, you know. Well, and that ongoing. what that brings to my mind right now is compliments. Compliments. And I've heard from. I've gotten really good at giving compliments and I find so many people are surprised and taken aback. Like they, they've said, I haven't received as many compliments and I don't know how long or blah, 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 my last relationship or blah, blah, whatever. Wow. And you develop this, I guess, lesser self image though. We shouldn't rely on others to give us our self worth. There is something very nice about hearing that feedback as a reflection back to us that the right. way that another person sees us, right? I think that's valuable. Right. Oh yes, well, and well, I don't. I only. Sincere, I think that sincere compliments. Well, right, that's and you know when they are and when is. they're not. But it yes. takes a self-confident person who's happy with themselves to yes. give compliments. Totally. So. I just think, yeah, fucking mutual admiration society. I'm making T-shirts. Yeah. We're building a brand. Yes, yes. <laughs> Everyone <absolutely>. can join. <laughs> we can all be we little petals of a big universal flower. Yes. Or something. Can, we can send compliment postcards. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Postcard oh. from the mutual admiration society. Oh, I love that. You're fantastic. So much. Oh my God. Well, let's let's do it. Okay. You know, um, I've I've. You heard it here first. <laughs> We've both got the brains. Yeah. The, and the, the hand brawn. creativity. I come from a sculpture background as well. Oh, that's cool. For fashion. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's my other, awesome. other life. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, and I actually be... just started doing ceramics again, throwing oh. on the wheel to get my hands back into it. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Those things come and go in phases throughout our lives. The, you know, the materials, the media. You, yeah. You're creating with your podcast, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's no I never thought feat. I would spend so much time on a computer, nor did I want to. However, wow. what I'm doing about it, like I get to listen to all of these and hear them again. And I, you should have seen me sitting out on dispersed camping land with my hatch up of my car, sitting in the back, like you know, just all cozy with pillows back there. Like it's my couch yes. watching the sunset <laughs> and, oh. and I'm laughing as I'm editing this, this beautiful interview that I did and I'm laughing and I'm just like taken aback to hear it again. And like new revelations to me. Yes. Uh, it's just, that's my heaven. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well then you are in your art. Yeah. You are the artist in your art. Yeah. Definitely. You're in the pocket. That's where it's calling me now. Yeah. That's so, so whatever cool. the medium is, yeah, if it's like attached to the center of your body and you can't, like you're just magnetically drawn to it. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. You know, pre pre technology 
Archaeology pre-recording, there was an art critic at the turn of the century named Walter Potter, P-A-T-E-R, mm -hmm. and he designated music as the most important of all of the arts because it was the most ephemeral, that it could not be captured. Mm -hmm. And after that, subsequently, of course, recording happened, and so it could be captured. But when you really think about it, um, you know, being at a live performance of music, it is a profound feeling. And part of what makes it so profound is you know that you've lost the moment as soon as you've felt it. Yes. And I think your podcasts have that same kind of uh, authenticity of being right in that moment. Interesting. So Thank you. you. God, that's a beautiful description. Cool. Right on. I'm glad I brought back Thank Walter you for associating Potter. me with that. I feel so <laughs> honored. <laughs> oh, God. Well... We, we can no, it makes me see what I'm doing in a different way, and I love that. Right on. It's beautiful to see it through other I people's eyes. I admire what you're doing, and I admire, I admire the law of chance that you're coming from, too, of just kind of randomly going, I'll, I'll interview you, you know? That's so cool. Yeah. You open yourself up to all kinds of wonder with just that alone. Yeah. That, that ease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because to me, I thrive off of that. I'm so excited by it. And to other people, they're like, that sounds like the worst idea ever. Oh, like Toby dear. this morning, I've only texted him. Yeah. And he's like, meet me at this location. I'm like, okay, driving to Espanol. I have no idea where I'm going. Uh -huh. And then he's like, I'm actually leaving my driveway right now. And we're going to my studio. I'm like, okay, we're like on the road. We pass uh -huh. each other's cars. I've never met this person. He's like, we recognize because we've identified each other's vehicles and said, oh, you're you. And then we're waving out the door. So I turn around. <laughs> I'm following him for like 10 to 15 minutes. God knows where in Espanola. <laughs> right. And that's, I'm like, and here I am. You and trust. then I get this amazing human. How I mean, cool. obviously Aaron is my connection and that's the trust. Right. But it's also like, whoa, weird. <laughs> you know? I know. Go I for know. it. Why not? Yes. Yes. And that's thrilling. Yeah. That's an affirmation. Yeah. That you're in the flow. Yeah, so I definitely cool. feel in the flow. Oh, it's taken I love me it. a long time to surrender to the flow. Yeah. The flow has always wanted me in it, and I was so busy choreographing my life so tight and oh, neat, and sure. you know, because of sure. course I'm God, wow. so God knows best about their life, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh boy, you're really paddling up shit creek without a paddle, aren't you? Like, why are you right. making this so difficult? Right. And right. once I like surrendered and just got quiet with myself and let the truth speak out of me and guide me, I was like, oh, this is chill as fuck. This is cool. <sighs> is beautiful I'm, like I have abundant joy like I just feel like I have this like like my cheeks hurt all the time because I'm just like I can't stop right right and I feel like that. that's what I want people to capture for themselves too I've got a contact rosy glow from just hanging <laughs> oh, out good. I'm within a yard of you and I'm, oh. I'm feeling the fire definitely oh good yeah. oh that's man so cool. that makes me feel so good and I pity the fool that ever, like, tries to stop your flow. That's not cool. Yeah. You know? Just Well, and it's interesting because I, um, there are definitely people who, for whatever their reasons are, don't, that I approach and ask to interview, and some say no, 
right off the bat. Some say... <laughs> Sorry, I'm all... Yes. I know. What a, I mean, not to be a dick in any way. Right. But it is definitely their loss, big time. Right. And they don't know it, and God bless them, because there were times in my life when I didn't... I wasn't open to opportunities that the universe oh. was, like, showering me with, right? Because I was right. just so narrowly focused on what I thought would be my direction. It's very fear-based. Fear yes. Huh? yes. I think a lot of fear. Yeah. And yeah, and insecurity. And it's like, I identify with that. I know what that feels like. Oh, and God. I, we've I all been choose there. not to be, right? I choose not to operate from that place. Right. And it takes work. And I've done a lot of personal development to... Uh, like it's not like you know people think oh you just happen to be this way no this took a lot of work a lot of unlearning a lot of learned stuff from parents and grandparents and generations and a lot of my own fears and insecurities a lot of self-induced stories that were from onion layers of life that I was like wait a minute where did these come from these aren't serving me these aren't producing the life outcome that I want so they're clearly not working for me right yeah. Yeah. And oh, everybody has beautiful. that ability. They just maybe don't know. And so I'm empathetic to that. I don't judge people for not being there yet. Yeah. And some people flake at the last minute. Sure. And, you know, and I realize it's not about, that's part of the growth too, is like nothing is about me anymore. Everything is about that person and where they're at and things that I can't even fathom or know because that's their world, right? But I right. don't. I don't take it as a personal affront. It probably really... Most of the things that we do are projections of our own stuff. They really have nothing to do with other people. absolutely. Well put. Oh, my goodness. It makes life a lot easier when you're not taking everything so personally. So personally. We were talking about that. We were watching a roadrunner yesterday. Um, There's uh, many roadrunners around. Yeah. The roadrunner is like my totem animal, so I think I draw even more to to me. But we watched yesterday a roadrunner rob a nest of a baby bird, and we were watching the roadrunner eat the baby bird and the ensuing sadness and chaos of the family of birds and... You know, but I told Kate, I said, you know, do they take it personally? Like, yeah. the way that we would, you know, like Ukraine. Do they get like, on oh antidepressants and go to a therapist? Right. right. Well, you know, they were all squeaking. The roadrunner was just below them. And as the roadrunner was taking it away, the squeaking kind of slowed down. They made their peace with it. Yeah. You know, yeah, but, like, but you do think about how... Um, how much does it serve our purpose to go forward in life when we just keep dwelling on the suffering that we witnessed or the loss that we experienced? It's literally like, in the past. It's literally it non-existent is. anymore. It is. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, man, that's a hard one. That That's a real hard one. But, yes, the, the not taking it personally is an art. Yeah. And a craft. Yes, and it takes practice Uh and finessing and Uh 10,000 hours until you reach mastery, you know, like the whole thing. Wow, I love that. Oh my God. It's like, yeah, do you have the golden halo yet? No, no, I don't even know how we would indicate that in the Mutual Admiration Society. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to set up a structure for the golden halo. (laughs) 
my gosh, we could oh, do wow. little patches. I've always wanted to do oh, little patches earned for I didn't like get to be a girl you know, scout, community so. member or yeah, right. I know. I was part of the Christian version, the missionettes. Oh how and I loved cool. getting patches, but I still am obsessed with patches. Patches are fabulous. with the little symbol, like you get the little tent because you were a good camper. <laughs> you got yes. patches, right? Yeah. Kate yeah. got patches. When we were first, first dating, one of the most attractive things that Kate showed me was that he wrote down on a post-it note the uh, qualities of a good Boy Scout. And, you know, it was like reverence, from cleanliness. Memory. Yeah, from memory. I still have the post-it note someplace. You're and like, he's a keeper. <laughs> yeah, I, I was so um, impressed. Boy Scout's motto. And what is that? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but, he's a little cheese. Yeah, at the time, he's like, to be honest, I had a cheat sheet in my wallet, but... <laughs> no, it, you know, it's kind of like the seven deadly sins. There's the Boy Scouts motto of, like, just being a decent human. Yeah. Thrifty, cleanliness. Um, Reverence. Dependable. Uh, yeah. Reverent was the last one. Courageous. Courageous. Dependable. I think handy is underrated. I don't know if it's one of them, but being handy, yeah. you know, being able to, like how you rigged up your car, and and you're quite sure Hank is fine. He's right? perfect. Okay. He's okay. snoozing away. Yeah. Okay. Audibly. Yeah. Yeah. Your friend. psychic antenna is really linked yeah. to his. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I would Good. know something was up. See, and I tested this out. This gave. This gives me a lot of calm because it's been really difficult to like literally if he were in here he'd be freaking out chasing the cats he'd be sniffing and smelling which is cute and fine but not for when i this is my time you know and i have to you have to make space for that and i'm all i mean i was a single mom i'm all for making it all happen all at the same time right but there's a time and a place right and it was stressing me out to try to like manage the two hank and noche (laughs) <laughs> no way. And here's the thing. No, I mean, okay, so Hank has this puppy energy, and we both let them off leash, which was probably the first mistake, because we should have had him on leash with a bunch of treats. So anyway, Hank is running towards Noche's house, and Noche's on his front porch, so that's also a thing. Right? So we just did it all wrong. But Noche's got a big dick, you know, and Hank does too, and so... Noche was not having it, and Hank was like, hey, buddy, like, hey, friend, and then Noche was like, fuck no, <laughs> and then it just I went from there, totally and they were tossing, and I was like, no, this is not going to happen, and oh. we tried to take him for a walk, and Hank was like, okay, fuck it, I'll <laughs> chill, and then Noche, every time Hank would get close to him, Noche would be like, rah, <laughs> <laughs> we we know he's our I little mean, godson, and God bless him. Yeah. We we are acquainted with those propensities uh, to to do that shit, and he is um, he's funny. We one time set him up on like a blind date with another <laughs> little uh, little white poodle dog, and we have the photos to prove it that they were just like. Can you believe they tried to set us <laughs> up? Like, they think I'm gay. Do they think you're gay? And, and, then, and then they were like, well, maybe we are, but I don't like you. Yeah. So it was it was just full of attitude in these two little dogs' faces. So well, I, I bet I Noche would like female dogs because Hank got along with Nicolas's two females. Oh, that's good. Until it was like over a toy thing. But oh, Hank yeah. loves to do, he's just like his mom, he loves to taunt so he went and got the other dog's toy that the do- the dog was playing with, 
and then he like, you know, kind of saddled sat around the, the yard, like teasing it, you know, well, like, come and get it. And she was like, oh, I will. <laughs> Actually, this, oh this cute, hopefully this turns into like a oh. cool scar, but this was me like getting oh. in, trying to separate them. And at the end, oh. and it just, we Ow. couldn't get them. And I had, at one point I had to like throw my ceramic coffee mug and the cigarette Ow. out the other hand. And Nicholas has got like a, a fucking... The um, grip, right? No, he came over with um, with a shovel, and he was going to try to separate him that way. Because oh, I mean, oh. I'm the one who put my hand in it, and oh. I'm fine. It's totally, totally fine. But Eek. yeah, that's not the smartest thing to do. But I was just trying to get Hank pulled off at least, you know, Scary. get him by the. Yeah, it's totally You've frightening. Had some and dog luckily, they were both. Moments. Yeah, so that's what I tried to prevent. There's an old. That's why our dogs are not playing right now. Oh my God, no! I'm understanding, and I'm I'm amazed by your fortitude. There, there's an old Yiddish saying. I can't say it. I don't remember how to say it, but it may, it basically means dogs bring trouble. Uh. And you know we know as dog lovers that they bring so ever so much uh, joy. But yeah, there's that old Yiddish saying: dogs bring trouble. And so you know you're you're good. You've got your chops. You would earn a badge, according to this dog-oriented New Mexican. Oh, um, thank you. You would earn a badge from okay. having been through so many little. I'll dog take a mods. badge credit. Yeah. <laughs> for when we make the dog badge. We we for might the make the badge society. out of like teeth or something you know, <laughs> just to make it really well gnarly. and this is part of it like okay find a way to safely and comfortably contain your furry friend and give yeah. them the boundaries they need because they he can't it. set his own right and a trainer recently said to me and my mom that well not every person likes every other person so why do we expect all dogs to That's like all other dogs point. i was like no kidding yeah you don't i was like that left let me off the hook Hank, yeah. you don't have to like every dog. We don't. Right. I don't have to force you to play with every dog. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's very enlightening. And I think dogs are just more that. liberated to that. Like humans are like, okay, I'll tolerate you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> dogs are like, oh hell no. Right. <laughs> Not right. today. <laughs> They're like, did you smell his butt? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I smelled him from a mile away. <laughs> oh my. So there you go. Is is that our closing? comment would you like it no no but nice try (laughs) i'd be like i'm gonna do that to rap and be like the next cardi b (laughs) did you smell his butt (laughs) oh my gosh please make a rap well well, we can give you a rap badge Have it be like Odorama or Odorifics or whatever, you know, scratch and sniff badge. Ooh, Ooh, I, I collected Ooh. stickers no. when I was little, and I scratch and sniff was those the best. Those were so cool, weren't yeah. they? They were fabulous. Yeah. Root beer. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Wine Cherry. Wine. That's funny. Um, when we were finishing up at the horse ranch. Oh, yeah, today. Yeah, we were brushing out the horses, and they oh. have two Mustangs. Wow. One of them, I forget his name. It was like Tater. <laughs> tater. He was an old man, and he was just kind of like. And the other one was a female, and she kept nipping his butt <laughs> as she was getting brushed. And oh my gosh! Wow. Just, it it reminded me of like puppies kind of messing with each other, but. Right. You know, he would just be like, 
and then you know she would stop and then two minutes later she would nip his butt again and trippy yeah. typical female wilds that's right she's like try to be grateful they, they only come once a year you know? like, I want your attention that is so funny I'm really excited that you got to hang out with horses I know I would have loved to have done that if you didn't know what there they were going to have them do giant for ones. community service you know, they were like when they put their head up they were over me wow really tall their stalls yeah that's cool. I bet you're wanting a shower. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll shorten this for your sake. If you... Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you could tell your younger self... Oh. At the beginning of your journey... Yeah. What you know now, what would that be? Oh, gosh. Don't worry twice. Just once. Yeah, when you have actual data right in front of you, that's the time to worry. Don't waste so much time worrying. Love that. Mm. That's just what popped up instantly. Yeah, trust the data. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No data, no worries. No, yes. Hakuna exactly. Matata. Right. Oh, boy. <laughs> Morticia, you spoke French. <laughs> no mal is good now. Would you like a slice of homemade lemon pie? <laughs> you can take it with you if you like, but you can have it here. I would like. love that. And usually I'm not ice sweets, but lemon, yes. Yeah, I can uh, No ice cream, but no ice lemon cream. for sure. Okay. Yeah, tart. Okay. I'm going to go wash my hands. And I think this is her sleep. saying that the interview is done. <laughs> I, you have some no, very creative ways of desocializing. Oh, my God. I'm like, Feed. You're like, no one's home. <laughs> Put the answering artist. machine on. Feed, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, would you like a slice of pie, too? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Okay, I do have one last question. Okay. Do you have a favorite saying or quote or mantra or one that you find yourself using most frequently right now? Oh, my God. You know, I, I got to give major credit where credit is due from having recently been rescued from myself like uh, years ago, but not too distant past. Got to give credit to the desiderata God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. I, I say it as often as I think of saying it to myself, but I always wish I said it more right in the critical moments. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're having a surge of fear or, uh, you know, fight or flight kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. it is helpful. Yeah. Very helpful. To just like calm yourself and yeah, be like, I'm going to be able to breathe through this. Yes, yes. Cool, thank you. Most people associate that with AA. Why, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I first encountered that saying um, at a job I had in college. I worked at a vintage clothing store for this fabulous goddess woman that 
it was it was kind of a front for her drug dealing business. <laughs> now but, we get into the real interview. <laughs> right. And it was so ironic because she loved her cocktails, but that that um, saying was hand embroidered on kind of a, a huge panel in her store. And um, the only time she ever got in a car wreck was when she was trying to drive sober, I've got to say. Oh, but wow. That, that was the first time I encountered that saying. And then, lo and behold, you know, throughout life, I would kind of, you know, come across it. But in the critical moments of, of really going through major rites of passage, mm-hmm. it was life-saving and probably mm-hmm. will be again. Thank you for that. See, I'm glad I asked that final question. Wow. Well, lemon pie is coming up. Lemon pie is coming up. On that note, it's just lemon pie. Thank you. This has been beyond a pleasure. I always get this funny, like, guilty feeling like... I don't I'm like I got to just hang out with the coolest person and then record it and share it but really I'm just it's a great excuse to hang out with a cool person oh my god